Welcome to another episode of Grace in Fool. My name is Nick, and today I'm joined by Bradley Hopp. He's the host of the Liberty Unveiled podcast. You should really go check it out, but more importantly, I hope you go check out the company that we're going to be talking about that he has partnered with, the Teshua Tea Company. They sell tea and coffee and other accessories to go with your tea brewing needs, and all their proceeds go back to helping a missionary in Asia who has started a rescue home for women in uh, human trafficking. And it's a really great opportunity to help. Um, They buy from these women in this rescue house. They buy the product and then they sell it back to here in the U.S. And all of that goes back to them. So stick around and listen to this interview. And uh, at the end of it, you'll find out details about his podcast and more about the tea company. So, uh, let's just jump right into it. Um, First, we'll give an introduction to yourself, a little bit about um, how you got started into podcasting, and um, I guess a little bit of your kind of story, I guess. Okay. So, um, my name is Brad Hopp, and I'm with the Shua Tea Company and the Liberty Unveiled Podcast. So, um, the Shua Tea Company really is the marketing arm of our rescue house in Asia, Communist Asia, called Teshua House, and the Liberty Unveiled podcast is the podcasting arm of that whole uh, operation. We share stories from the girls that my my business partner rescues. He and the team rescue out of trafficking over in Asia. Um, We do product reviews. We talk about the products that the girls are making. Um, And I should back up here a second. So, so my business partner, uh, like I said, is a missionary in communist Asia and he and the team rescue underage girls out of sex trafficking over there. And they get the girls into a rescue and rehab facility where they teach them to make bracelets and coasters and harvest and process tea and coffee and how to run a tea shop, how to run a CNC machine, all sorts of different stuff. And then they also teach them to read and write and do their budget and, and, you know, do their math and, because most of the girls that we rescue are, are illiterate. So mm-hmm. they get them caught up on their education, but then we teach them the work crafts and skills that's going to be able to um, propel them when they leave our rescue facility into the next stage of life. And as they're learning to make these bracelets and the coasters and the, the tea and the coffee, we actually come alongside us to shoe a tea company and buy those products from the girls, bringing it stateside for resale over here. Yeah. And half our profits and 100% of our donations are going back to the rescue facility so that we can rescue more girls and, and continue to economically empower them. So all the products that we're bringing over have already been paid for. The girls have already been paid for the products that they've made. So then whether we sell them or not, you know, um, they've already been economically empowered. Obviously, we want to sell more so we can keep empowering them. But yeah, so that's kind of the backdrop of, of Tashua Tea Company. That that's an awesome business plan, right there. Honestly, I, I read about it, and and that the fact that it's not um, them making it for the company to resell, and then mm-hmm. it's it's your buying it upfront from them. Mm-hmm. And they're, like you said, they're already getting taken care of. They're, it's right. their income. It's their giving them a mm-hmm. job. I, uh, I mean, right. 
um i really i think that's really cool as far as mm-hmm. I, i've looked into other companies and organizations that do um things like this where you you know their profit goes to uh, donations mm-hmm. or goes to help a non-profit or whatever mm-hmm. it is but it's always like you said kind of based on what they sell or mm-hmm. you know kind of thing and this one is just a, an actual direct link to right. the to the rescue house and the other thing about that is i was telling you when we were talking was that that's a pretty big topic right now in america mm-hmm. at least is sex trafficking child trafficking and so mm-hmm. i've been looking into how how can I do something to actually help? And I don't want to make it bad against other people, but right. I wish there was a way that, that I, because I know it's not just here in America mm-hmm. of what we know during this last few months. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. everywhere and it's a terrible, sad reality. And so right. I think it's so awesome that me and you kind of connected on Facebook, found mm-hmm. each other. And when you told me that, I just clicked. I said, I've got to do this one. I don't care. I've got to talk to this guy because I want to get Toshua Tea Company out Mm -hmm. and then, you know, and talk to you. So um, how did, was this a, um, the missionary was over there first and Mm -hmm. you connected with him or Mm -hmm. how did that start? Andrew has been over there now 13 years. Um, and then he, he actually started coming to our church. Um, so he's working in a communist country. So, you know, it's a a very large communist country, uh, with lots of spying techniques and, and et cetera. So obviously we don't talk about his last name. We don't talk, you know, we try to keep him out of the public eye. Um, but he, uh, he had started doing, um, you know, he was working with leper villages. He was he was doing work with the underground church, and his his cover story was that he had this American restaurant right next door to a sixteen thousand student university, mm-hmm. and so he was he was using the restaurant to share American fare as far as food goes. But then he was also teaching English lessons, and he just happened to be using the Bible as kind of his source text document for that. Yeah. And then he would he would get people to talking about, you know, the word and talking about uh, Christ and stuff and, and he would share the gospel with them. And then um he actually had two young ladies um well he had one young lady that came in to apply to work in the restaurant and uh, he's, he was looking for help. And um she came in on a Wednesday and he said, Okay, so come back on, on Saturday morning and we'll do an interview at nine o'clock in the morning. And she didn't show up at nine. She didn't show up at ten. She didn't show up eleven. Finally, she shows up at twelve o'clock, and he's like, "I'm, I'm not hiring this girl," you know. And but he felt like the Holy Spirit said, "I want you to hire her anyway." And you know, he's like, "Really, Holy Spirit?" <laughs> and so he did. He hired her, and she ended up bringing a friend of hers on to work at the at the restaurant as well. They both became Christians, and when they both became Christians, they both really had a heart to see the girls come out of the brothels there. Their brothels are karaoke clubs a lot of times. Um, They've actually imported their technology into the U.S., and so a lot of your um, karaoke clubs down in L.A. will be covers for uh, similar behavior. Not always, but occasionally. Um, 
And so they, these girls, because relationship is really important in this country, they started taking gifts into the brothel owners. They started taking gifts into the girls in the restaurant or into the, into the girls in the brothels and they built relationship. Well, one day they said to the brothel owner, they said, do you want to meet an American that speaks your language? And he said, well, heck, I've never met an American, let alone one that speaks my language. So sure. So he actually sat down with Andrew and Andrew shared the, the true gospel of Christ in its true fashion, which is supposed to bring conviction. Yeah. And and it did. It brought conviction to this guy's life. And he he set all his girls free. Uh, he had 20 girls at the time. He set them all free, uh, gave them all severance packages, gave them all bus tickets back to their home villages. And then he actually uh, started working with Andrew to rescue more girls. And he's Asian mafia. So, I mean. Wow. You know, this is like John Gotti or Al Capone getting saved. So <laughs> Yeah. You know, so he he still knew all the boys in the club. So what he would do is he would actually get a layout of the brothels and he would figure out what, where, how, when, why. And then he would invite the brothel owner and their team out for supper across town while we had two guys go into the karaoke club and act as patrons. They can go in and sing, you know, spend the night singing. They don't have to participate in the illicit behavior, but they'd spend the yeah. night singing and stuff. And they would wait for the security guards go around online long and uh, hand out drinks to everybody. And they make sure the girls are good and drunk and they get themselves drunk and they make sure the patrons are drunk and, and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Well, these our guys would wait until everybody else got completely sauced. And then they would start a fight in the middle of the hallway down by the bathroom someplace. And Andrew and the team would come in with the Asian firecrackers, the big ones, not the little weenie American ones. And and uh, throw those in there lit and start all kinds of mayhem and confusion. Wow. And they would literally run in and grab girls and pick them up and start carrying them out of the building and, and take them out to the rescue van where one of the girls is there waiting. You know, one of our, our female staff members is there sure. along with the rescue team to, and she explains to the girls what's going on, what's happening. Do you want to come with us? And a hundred percent of them have said yes. So, oh, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. So we get the girls out of there. We take them many hours away to our rescue facility. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then then they're given uh, all new clothing because obviously they come in with whatever they have on. Yeah. Um, or don't have on. And they are given medical care. So we check them, you know, for venereal diseases. We check them for pregnancy. We, you know, we take them to the hospital and make sure that every everything is if they need medical treatment for anything, they get it. Yeah. Uh, they, they, um, are given all new toiletries and then they're in the rescue house and they learn to read and write and do all the things there. Um, and it costs us $16 and 67 cents a day per girl, uh, for the cost of the rent, the food, the, the electricity, the staff, uh, the two girls that actually, um, uh, came in to work in the restaurant are actually our two house moms right now. And um, uh, so they're the ones that are sharing the gospel with the girls. They're the ones that yeah. are dealing with the girls on an ongoing basis. Um, we, as of January 1st, we had uh, 20 girls in the rescue facility. Uh, January 22nd, through a divine supernatural miracle intervention, we rescued eight more. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll come back to that story in a second. But then, um, like a month and a half ago, almost two months ago now, we rescued. We had a brothel owner actually reach out to us. He found out about us somehow, probably through the boys in the club, so to speak. And and um, he uh, he asked us to take his thirteen girls. So we rescued thirteen more. So now wow. we have forty one girls. Uh, yeah, forty one girls and two female staff living in our twenty three hundred square foot house. That's incredible. So, so we're significantly overcrowded. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> uh, a little bit, obviously. And um, uh, but going back to the the January twenty second story, which was really awesome. Um, so January twenty second, Andrew and and. Uh, he runs Bible schools over there. He, like I said, he works with the leper villages. He works with the underground church, um, so on and so forth. He's actually has 36 people on staff there in Asia, uh, where he's working. But, um, uh, so he was, he was praying one day on January 22nd with some of the Bible students. And as they're praying along, the Holy spirit spoke up and said, you know, I want you to get in the car and drive north of town. And Andrew's like, Holy Spirit, we don't know anybody north of town, and and they kind of nicely argued back and forth, as he would say, you know. Yeah. But he's like, "All right, we'll get in the car and we'll head north." And so they they climbed in the car, and and uh, him, Andrew and six of the Bible students went north of town, and um, they went down the tollway 50 miles. They got to um, an exit, and one of the Bible students speaks up and says, "I think we're supposed to take this exit." So they got off on that, and they they went another 15 miles down the a parallel road to the tollway, and one of the Bible students speaks up and says, "Hey, I think we're supposed to go back to that gravel road back there." Hmm. So they turned around and went back on this gravel, three miles out into the woods, basically out in the middle of nowhere, and uh, they pull up in front of this really ornate gate, and. Um, they're trying to figure out what the heck they're supposed to say, you know. So Andrew gets out of the car, and and this elder, ninety-year-old elderly gentleman comes out and standing by the gate, and he's like, "What's your business here?" Real gruffly, and Andrew's trying to figure out what the heck to tell the guy. And uh, about that time, the the uh, gentleman's son-in-law walks out of the house and sees Andrew and stops dead in his tracks, because a five-foot-eight. 170 pound white guy standing there in the middle of this Asian country is pretty unusual. Yeah. And, um, which side note, you would never expect Andrew to be Jason Bourne, but he goes pretty much for Jason Bourne on a regular basis. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, huh. But anyway, so this, this, this guy is standing there and he looks at Andrew and he's like, um, how, how did you, how did you find me here? And Andrew's like, I know I should know you, but he goes, I'm sorry. He goes, I just don't, I don't remember how I know you. And the guy goes, well, you met me in my office a year ago. And Andrew's like, oh, light bulb. Well, this guy was a brothel owner that Andrew had met with a year ago. And the Holy Spirit took him, the Holy Spirit took him 68 miles out into the middle of nowhere to this guy's, father-in-law's and mother-in-law's house out in the middle of nowhere direct so that Andrew was standing right in front of this guy and this guy is like I know you had no idea where my in-laws lived and you were brought right to him 
right to where yeah. I'm going to be here right on the day I'm here. Yeah. And, and so that brought conviction to the guy and he was like, I need to know more, more about this Jesus person. And so he got saved. His in-laws got saved. Uh, they all three got baptized. They all got their first Bibles that day. Uh, he, the brothel owner called his business manager back in town and said, get the girls ready to go. We're setting them free tonight. And so the rescue team went and picked up those eight girls that night. And so that's how we rescued those eight. That so, is incredible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's so good to hear like how God is working in, in such mm-hmm. a – I mean, it, I, even for I'm, – I'm 27, and from the time I can remember mm-hmm. – China, Asia, that area, any communist place was Mm -hmm. this, like, scariest in the world to Mm -hmm. be a a missionary. And and so it's really awesome to hear those stories. Yeah. Um, Oh, I forgot where I was going to (laughs) go. I lost my train of thought. (laughs) Um, Oh, I thought I was going to ask something. But anyway, so um, there's, like, I think you said 41? 41 girls? Right. That is currently we have forty one girls. Yeah. Yep. And actually I think I I listened to um one of the episodes. I was during my lunch I was listening to your podcast. Mm-hmm. Um and I think I oh it, I don't remember which one it was. Uh but I heard uh that they are now looking for a new um oh, facility. Yes. So we're we're in the process of trying to rent a second facility right now, and and this is actually I have my notebook here with my info on it. Yeah. So um, a church that Andrew and the team planted three years ago uh, just bought twenty nine hundred and fifty dollars or donated twenty nine hundred and fifty dollars for living room furniture. Um, a businessman from this country donated uh, twenty five hundred and thirty dollars towards uh, kitchen and kitchen and dining room necessities mm-hmm. for a second facility. And then a pastor who I actually sit, he's out of uh, Rosebud, Texas. Okay. Um, I actually sit on his board uh, for his church or his ministry. And uh, he just reached out to me the other day and said, you know, um, the church has $2,500 that we want to donate. Uh, should we buy $2,500 worth of product or should we, you know, what should we do with it? And I said, no, go on to Tashuatea.com or mm-hmm. DeliveranceTea.com and go under the donate page. And on there, there's a PayPal link. And um, I said, just donate it right through that. Um, and one thing when you're donating, if somebody wants to donate, make sure that you uh, don't allow it to revert. Um, PayPal has that friends and family or it'll revert to where you're just like sending money to a business or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Um, if, if they go and they make a donation and they, they got to make sure that it's going to, I think it's the friends and family or whatever, where you're sending money to a friend type of a thing. Gotcha. Because then it doesn't take any fees out. Oh, if, I see. if they, if they send it through the, the standard business side, um, then it takes fees out. And, and obviously we're trying to get all the money to the rescue facility that, yeah, you know, for um, sure. And so, you know, um, going back to selling the products, do I want people to buy products? Absolutely, because it if we don't sell the products, I can't reorder from the girls. Yeah. And and so, yes, we want people to buy products from the girls. But, um, you know, and, and would that $2,500 have helped? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm any bills that that we're not selling enough product on, 
to cover the general bills, I cover out of my own pocket. Mm. So yeah, that would have helped us. But I would rather see that money go towards the rescue facility and getting this rescue facility off the ground. Yeah. Um, but obviously, both things need to happen. So you know, if if people are going to do smaller purchases or stuff like that, um, you know, yeah, buy some of the products that that encourages the girls. Uh, it helps us economically empower them and and so on and so forth but if you're making a bigger donation send it through the through the paypal yeah um right on the site and that 100 percent, i don't touch it it doesn't there's no administrators fees it goes right to the rescue facility we have set this up so that um any donations go direct to the facility you're right now once we get to making profit on the products 50 percent of that goes to um to the rescue facility as well so so what kind of products do you guys have? I know that on the website it show or not the website, what did it I think it was Um oh on the mission page. I was looking at the missions page. It, they they make like okay. bracelets, tea, coffee. Mm-hmm. So like right. what talk about what kind of things that there are. Cuz I actually so, haven't looked at it yet. Yeah, no, that's fine. So we have the bracelets that the girls handmade. We have clay figurines that they um they we have we'd have bought them the molds and they make those and they hand paint them and uh-huh. and then um, uh, the teapots and stuff some of the accessories like that the teapots and and the cups and the tea bags and stuff they're not making um, but it allowed us to have some accessories for people to buy right on the site and the profit still goes to right. support their work um, the um, we're we're actually thinking that we're going to be able to start resuming shipments uh, of the tea and the coffee um, over from Asia. Uh, we, I had a lot of product on hand, so we've been able to get through this whole COVID thing. Right. But um, we have been out of stock on the poor uh, coffee, uh, and we're going to be able to start getting that again. But in the meantime, I've I've had uh, some Thai coffee, which is coming from another missionary friend of ours, mm-hmm. who. He works with a village where their per capita income was $200 a year. Um, by getting them to grow coffee, he's been able to triple the town's annual income. Wow. And he just took up another 20,000 coffee plants up there this this last uh, uh, this last fall. So they're going to be able to increase and ramp up their, their uh, production. Fantastic um, coffee. The Thai coffee... The poor coffee and the Thai coffee are both very uh, limited. They're mm-hmm. both very exclusive. Um, you know, realistically, uh, as rare as those coffees are, I really should be pricing them higher than what we sell them for. Yeah. Uh, if you buy, if you buy Kona coffee, so myself as a roaster, if I go out to Hawaii and I buy coffee green yeah. from Kona. Kona coffee is $25 a pound green. Oh, wow. Um, so really by rights, we should be, you know, uh, I should be charging more on the, on the tie and the poor coffee, but we want to make it affordable so that we can sell more of the coffee and be able to help the farmers and stuff. Cause, um, we're not with the, with the, um, with the farmers that we're working with, it's not fair trade. It's actually direct trade. So they're getting a higher price than what even fair trade would be paying them. Yeah. Um, and so the thing with Tishua that I really want to see happen and that we're making happen 
is we're not wanting to bring in second-rate products. We don't want – when people come to our store, we're not wanting them to go, well, you know, the products were okay. I, I know I did some good with it, and, and you know, it helped some people, but man, yeah. the products just weren't. The products kind of, just weren't. You, know, you they kind of don't want great. a second-rate second uh, right. product oh that's really cool i guess i'll buy it because it's doing good but you're right. actually also hey this is really high quality a good product exactly yeah the 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 tea that we're bringing in um actually the tea and the poor coffee come from uh a farm that's actually owned by the first brothel owner that that andrew led to the lord um he he had you know as typical of a mobster you got to find ways to hide your money. So mm -hmm. he had bought this tea and coffee farm. Well, as also typical of a mobster, you're not going to buy a second rate farm. You're yeah. going to buy the best farm that you can buy. And you're going to buy the highest quality tea trees and, and coffee. You know, you're going to make sure that that farm is, is top notch because that's how you make money. And, uh, so he actually lets the girls come out and harvest and, and process the tea and the coffee right there on the farm and stuff. And, and so he's actually taking this asset that he had and using it to economically empower the girls on his own right. Um, and, you know, there's 500-year-old tea trees on this farm. There's uh, wild trees. There's, you know, just a whole uh, variation of ages of the trees on the farm and stuff. And, and like, our 500-year-old tea tree cake uh, – tea cake, rather um, – the older a tree, a tea tree is, the better and higher quality the tea is mm -hmm. from that tree. Um, the younger the tree, the it's not as good a quality. It's going to be good quality. You start getting into the, the 80, 90, 100, 200, 300-year-old trees. Now you're yeah. starting to talk tea that's like really, really high quality. Well, there's some 500-year-old trees on this farm. And so... Wow, 500? We're... we're yeah, so we're wow. bringing in really, really high quality teas, and and um, the the guy that actually helps me with our podcast, Pastor Sam Jones, is his wife's actually, wife actually works for a tea shop over on the western side of Iowa here, or the eastern side of Iowa rather, and um, that the tea shop owner, uh, I had given Pastor Sam one of our five hundred year old tea tree uh, uh, tea cakes. And he had given her a sample of it, and she goes, I have tasted a lot of teas from all over the world, and this is the best tea I have ever tried. Wow. So so that gives you just an idea of, of the quality that we're trying to bring in. As we always say, we want excellence for the Lord, not junk for Jesus. Yeah. You know, and that's really what we're trying to do. So explain a little bit. I'm looking at these products at these teas mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how in the world would one who do knows nothing of actual tea <laughs> go about yeah. purchasing and then actually drinking this kind of how, how would you brew okay. it um okay so you can do it several different ways um if you can get one of those little uh filter balls uh those little tea filter balls you know where you can put the tea inside and you close it up yeah. and you dip it in your cup yep um we have some of the tea, the um, tea brewers on the site. Um, though there's a stainless steel one that we have that's absolutely fantastic. It, you put, and really, um, 
a little bit of it's playing with it, uh, just kind of playing around with it and seeing, you know, how much tea to add. Uh, we always recommend three grams for a tea session. In other words, if you're making three or four cups of tea, we recommend like three grams of tea per, um, uh, like that little tea brewer that we have, the stainless tea tea brewer. Mm-hmm. We would, I would put three grams of tea in there. Now that's not something you can do by sight per se. Yeah. Because three grams of the white tea, which is a really large leaf tea, is going to look a lot more voluminous than three grams of the uh, Feather Mountain or the Imperial Palace um, or the um, Pilo Shun, which is a, uh, we call it the snail because it looks like they're little, each leaf is rolled up into a little tiny ball and they kind of look like a snail. Um so gotcha. It tastes way better than it sounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're talking about tea and then snails, and we're still yeah, talking about tea, guys. <laughs> yeah, we are still talking about tea, but it looks like a snail, but it unfurls. So you get the whole leaf, and it unfurls, and it's really a pretty tea. And um, But, you know, so I recommend people get a little small scale that they can weigh in grams or something. Yeah. Um, and you can find those on Amazon for, like, oh, yeah. Ten or eleven dollars or something. They're not real expensive. They're pretty, pretty cheap. But how long? How long does it last? If if that's your, I mean, f- how much for how much you buy? Well, I guess it depends on how much you buy. And, right. But uh, is there a set uh, or a standard amount that y'all that, that y'all ship out um, when you buy? Um, just so I, we, one yeah, order. So our sample size is like three grams for the sample size uh-huh. and then we have 50 50 grams or 100 grams um you know i have customers that go through 200 grams in a month i mean oh, they wow. drink a lot of tea yeah you know that's a lot of tea um a to give it an idea of something that people will be able to put put into like a um uh, a comparable that they'll be able to okay i go to the grocery store and i buy a box of tea from bigelow or something one of the right. standard celestial seasonings bigelow you know whatever one of those standard rectangular boxes the smaller ones uh those are 40 grams of tea and so you can figure okay that's grams. 40 grams ours are 50 grams uh, you know you kind of be able to do the math a little bit right but when somebody's brewing it if you're using three grams and you're you know you're gonna do uh a, for the chain because it's um uh, because it's Asian tea, I recommend that you do like a, a shorter steep time than what we would do here in the States. Okay. You know, we're used to doing yeah. like a five minute steep, you know, no, <laughs> just a one, just a one anywhere from depending on the heat of the water. And we have some, some videos on the site where we talk about this, but, um, uh, you know, uh, depending on the, on the type of tea, like a, a white tea is brewed at a different temperature than a black tea will be or a green tea oh, will be. Oh, wow. Um, if you really, really want to get into it. Yeah. Um, you know, so you can do different temperatures. and But we recommend, like, a, a shorter steep time, like anywhere from 45 seconds to a minute and a half, maybe on the high side, two minutes. Mm-hmm. As the tea, as you brew it more times... Uh, so that three grams can be re-steeped and re-steeped and re-steeped and re-steeped 
you know, you'll get four or five cups out of that, out of that two or three grams or that three grams, I should say. Oh, okay. I see. Got it. See, I, I've never been a big tea or coffee guy mm-hmm. except mm-hmm. for like sweet tea and because i'm from texas and i like sweet tea (laughs) and so uh but i my wife she loves uh she loves hot teas and um this would be something great for her and i'm like well i'll try it i don't know nothing about it but uh you know i mean but it is Mm -hmm. one of those things that um how do i do it yeah i was just like i'm and i think i was listening to y'all um on the podcast talking about you know the different ones oh we tried this one try and i'm just like oh man this is this is not just tea bags at the grocery store <laughs> it's right it's yeah. not and and but that's what we are we're wanting to introduce people to what a really high quality tea tastes like yeah. because you'll start noticing i mean the different teas are kind of like the different coffees you know um when being a coffee roaster when you look at some of the like the Kenyan coffees versus an Ethiopian versus a Guatemalan versus a Thai coffee versus a Mexican. All of the coffees have their own different flavor profiles and you're going to notice. Um, so for example, uh, what was it? Six years ago. Now we have something up here near Sioux or had something up here near Sioux Falls, South Dakota called life flight. Mm-hmm. And Life Flight is this great big, huge music conference or uh, concert for like three days or something or four days. I don't even remember. Um, they've since canceled it and they don't do it anymore. But uh, it was like Lollapalooza, but for Christian music. Okay. Wow. And and so it was huge. This farmer had donated the ground and, and had some buildings that they would use and whatnot. Well, um, I had taken the kids up there one night and... Uh, uh, there was a guy in one of the buildings that had, um, he was from Torch Coffee Company, and they had a Rwandan coffee there. And I, you know, I, I like coffee and stuff. So I'm like, hey, I want to know what this single source varietal tastes like. Yeah. And uh, they had fresh roasted it before they came up. And the guy made me six, six shots of espresso and uh, straight and black. And I just, I wanted to just, I want to taste the coffee. Yeah my head spun around backwards i was like i'm hearing angels singing i'm like oh you know it's like <laughs> where have you been all my life i'm oh, like wow this coffee was absolutely i tasted all the floral notes i tasted all the fruit notes i'm like this is unlike any coffee i have i was mind blown yeah and and it was i was done and over with i'm like i'm done Starbucks, never again mcdonald's never again i'm like hearing angels singing i'm like where have you been all my life and that's one of those when when you have the real deal you can't go back to to exactly. uh, just fast food or any kind of other type <laughs> <laughs> yeah and if you and if you do you're like i'm gonna hold my nose i'm gonna drink it as fast as i can yeah I'm, gross, I'm only you know? doing this for the caffeine <laughs> this has no flavor exactly. <laughs> yep and and so that was really for me that was kind of what started me on this journey of of learning to be a coffee roaster and 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 then it just really developed from there because then you start getting into well well you know the ethiopian coffee tastes different than the Kenyan. it just becomes this this snowball uh, i've like, heard it's uh it 
and and for me at my i'm going i would be the biggest hipster in the world if i got it because it it's it's like everything where you 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 can go get it from starbucks or mcdonald's or anywhere Mm -hmm. oh it's cool but Mm -hmm. once you start getting a little bit into even buying Mm it uh, uh i know that like the first i feel like the first step would be buying it in in beans from the store and then crushing it yourself yep. and yep. then you're like hey yep. this is fun now i need to go uh to getting to roasting and now i'm gonna try other world and um yep. and yep. i think that goes to like what you're saying you're talking about that you want to get people to taste really good teas right and of course mm-hmm. the asian community is very famous for their tea brewing tea yep this yep. just goes and to show it's such a it is a high quality like i'm i'm sitting here thinking this is not just something that you you know oh i'm gonna have me a glass of tea this is an enjoyment like a guilty pleasure this, so to speak well and but that, see and that's the thing you know when when i i try to get people to understand that okay you know i'm not a drinker but yeah you know, you watch the shows where they go out and they they buy a vineyard and or they travel around to Napa Valley oh, or yeah. they go to France and they go to here and they go to there and they're tasting all these different wines and yeah and you know PBS plays a lot of these types of shows and stuff and and since we don't watch a lot of network show at home, um, you know they talk about well you know this I can tell that this this grape was grown in more of a slate type soil or. This oh wow! Is, you know, yeah. and, and they can tell what type of soil it was grown in. Yeah, yeah. And and so when you you know if you're having a dinner party but you're not a drinker, um, you know, go out and spend uh, six and a half on our lowest side uh, teas. You know, six and a half dollars for a, a fifty gram uh, package of our lower quality teas, which are still really they're way better than you're going to get a Bigelow or or celestial seasonings or any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, the stuff that I throw, you know, I don't throw it away. I use it at home, but this, the little crumbles of, of tea leaves that I just keep for just us using at home. That's the stuff. The Bigelow is bagging up and selling, you know, yeah. it's the stuff that I won't, I won't let make the cut. Yeah. Um, it, but you know, like, or you know, or twenty five dollars on a fifty gram uh, package of one of our other teas, or, or even our five hundred year old tea tree cake. That's one hundred and twenty five dollars for three hundred fifty seven grams. Wow, that's a big tea cake. Yeah, but it's the, one of the highest quality you can actually get. And uh, Pastor Sam was down in in uh, Kansas City here two weeks ago, and he went to a tea shop in Kansas City. Him, him and his wife. Um, they pretty exclusively dealt with white teas and they had, um, a white tea cake that was smaller than what ours is. And it was like $350. And he goes, I tasted a sample of it. And he goes, it wasn't near as good as what your 500 year old is. And you're selling it for less. Wow. But so, you know, and, and people go, well, that's a lot of money. Yeah. But, but if you stop and think about it. Uh, how much is that per cup? Maybe maybe you spend one hundred and twenty five dollars on that, but you're only using three grams per cup. You know, per four or five cups. So now you're talking what under a dollar a cup? You're talking like fifty cents a cup, right? Not even. You know, maybe maybe like thirty cents a cup or somewhere in there. I'm not doing the math right off the top of my head, so somebody may correct me on this. But you know, three hundred fifty seven grams for one hundred twenty five dollars three grams a, a cup you know you get 
what, a hundred and or not even a cup, three three grams for four cups, you've got um, um hundred and hundred and twenty, hundred and fifteen, hundred and twenty, yeah, um four to five cup sittings. That's a lot. You know? That's a lot of tea. It's a lot of tea, and you you have friends over or whatever, and you're like, "Hey, guess what? I'm breaking out the 500 year old tea tree oh, tea yeah. cake tonight." Yeah, and, special occasion. You, <laughs> yeah, you know, and so it it gives people a chance to try something that's really high quality, but it's you know you think about a a, a bottle of wine, a really good quality a bottle of wine, mm-hmm. you're gonna spend forty dollars or fifty dollars or a hundred dollars or or more. Yep. On a bottle of wine that's gone in what? A night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, if you have one dinner party. Yeah. So it It, really, yeah. It bounces out. And that's why I was wondering, like, Mm -hmm. is, you know, it it does last, I mean, depends on how much you drink of coffee Mm -hmm. or of coffee or tea, but of tea especially. Um, But, I mean, like me, I'm going, okay, I could probably buy that and it would last me a year. You know, I mean, yeah. I'll ha- I'll have it, and I'll have it. oh yeah, I have that. So I'll ch- I'll have me a, a, a cup every once in a while. But yeah, you know, th- so that's really good. That's a really way to look at it. Is mm-hmm. you know, oh, that's way too much for my price range. Well, um, it's gonna last you depending on how much you you go for right. it. You know, and and there right. you're not and just you saying, well, it's a good cause. I almost <laughs> you right. know, <laughs> but mm-hmm. and I, and I think and I think too is. I mean, um, I wonder how many people start off never tried tea, not a big mm-hmm. hot tea person, uh, mm-hmm. love it and get into it after they try it. Oh, I think a lot of people do yeah. because once you start really tasting the high quality stuff, it's like, you know, the other stuff's okay, but and I'll drink it if I need to, but you know, I really want something a little more special and stuff, and yeah, and um. Um, and I know that a lot of, like, you start looking at, like, a lot of the millennials and, and the younger generation. I am 48, so <laughs> the younger generation of me. Uh, you know, they're they're starting to explore a lot of these higher quality products. And they're like, if it's a really good value for my dollar, yeah. you know, why not? And, and going back to the brewing methods, we do sell... Um, I have a little box of uh, uh, tea bags, disposable tea bags. There's 100 bags per box, and I don't remember the price of it offhand. Um, but that's something that somebody that's just wanted to get started and doesn't want to have a lot of equipment expense could buy a box of those those 100 count tea bags. And, okay. And that's a good way for somebody to get started without having a lot of expense. Yeah. Yeah, you can buy them from from your website. They're yeah. like the yep. fillable tea bags. Just place mm-hmm. place the leaves in there. I've seen things yep. like that before. Um, mm-hmm. Well, cool. Um, what else? Uh, what else do do we do we got? Um, well, um, you know, talking about Andrew, mm-hmm. um, people ask a lot of times. You know, is this is this dangerous work? Um, yeah. it is because the. For one, the brothel owner that's helping us is taking his life into his own hands. Um, for two, you know, Andrew has been arrested um, for his own protection. Um, people ask, you know, are the girls required to stay in your house? Uh, no, they're not. Yeah. They have the ability to leave if they want to. And um, and so, like, one of our girls, uh, she actually saved up her money from selling the products. And she bought a bus ticket back to her her. Uh, her pimp because she thought he was in love with her and oh, uh, wow. she 
she pretty quickly realized, um, no, he's not when he put her in the hospital for a week. Yeah. Um, and then she came back to the rescue. Well, she didn't come back to the rescue facility. She had found out about one of the, one of the, um, Bible colleges that Andrew runs and she went back there and, um, uh, so the brothel owner followed her back there. Well, then he called some of his corrupt police buddies and some of his other goon buddies that he knew and stuff. And, and um, uh, you know, basically let's, said, let's go out and, and uh, uh, raid this place and, and put the hurt on everybody. Well, s- s- we don't know who. We don't know. We don't have any idea who this person is. But somebody higher up in the police department uh, got wind of it and called another police department and had them come over and arrest Andrew for his own protection. They, they, um, took him to the jail, uh, kept him there during the day. And at midnight, they took him out the back door of this, of this prison. Mm-hmm. And he's like, nothing leaves the back door of, of one of these jails in this country that ends well at midnight. And, uh, especially when you're going into an unmarked squad car and he's thinking I'm screwed yeah uh, to put it really crassly and um so they took him to a hotel and they put him up there for 24 hours and then they explained to him okay you know this is what what went down um and so when the guy uh and his corrupt buddies got there the house was empty and so they weren't they weren't able to do anything and stuff and so because when andrew got arrested then everybody else scattered and stuff so right um they uh it is very dangerous work um and so that's again why we don't uh put andrew's picture out into the wild so to speak and stuff and, yeah, and i mean if somebody and, did enough we don't research, even talk about yeah, where he's it. at i mean we're not you know mm-hmm. um yeah. i noticed that it's always you know communist asia missionary mm-hmm. partner business partner um right so now is it um I imagine it's dangerous both both for one the the religious part of it, but mm-hmm. also, I mean, you're taking these the, these brothels are uh, probably set up like I'm thinking where the owners own these girls. It's actual mm-hmm. sexual sla- or sex slavery. It is where they're not allowed to. live. So, do they? Right. You, you mentioned in, earlier that it's out the the rescue house is hours away. Um, mm-hmm. So, does he ever have that problem where they find out? Or, I mean, what we, happens when they realize the girls are gone, I guess? We have been fortunate they have not found out so far. Yeah. Um, we've been very fortunate. And I, and I really believe that's because God's protecting everything. Um, yeah. You know, um, yeah, it would not end well if they did find out. Right. Um, how the one back in at the beginning of july found out about us i don't know hmm. um andrew has been over here uh he came over at the at the um like midway through february to uh speak at several conferences and and whatnot right. and um he was only going to be here for like three or four weeks or, or two or three weeks actually um and was supposed to go back well then right as he was supposed to head back that's when covid blew up and and uh, so he had to bring his, get his wife and kids over here from Thailand, um, and and get them back over here too. So then, 
now they're all together over here, but they're they're trying to get back to Asia so that we can, um, um, you know, keep doing what we need to do and stuff. Because it's yeah. difficult for him to be over here and trying to take care of stuff over there too. So fortunately, oh, yeah. he has staff, but it's still it's still difficult. Yeah. So, how do you keep in you know, touch with them? Uh, is it writings or is it? Um we we actually use generally we'll we will talk on the phone occasionally when he's mm-hmm. stateside um usually it's through facebook messenger um but then um when we uh when he's back overseas then we go incognito yeah uh, you can do a incognito facebook messenger and and stuff and so um i mean that's so secure that i can't even like if i've started it on my cell phone, I can't even find the conversation on my computers or anything. So yeah, um, well that's so good. We I, do use that. Yeah. Um, you what were I'm you? Sorry. you yeah, sorry. I was gonna go back to you were gonna say something. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh well, one of the things people people talk about it. You know, they're like, "Is this really an issue? Is this really an issue here?" No, oh, yeah. And you know, and and that's something that I do want to take a few minutes here and address because mm. this is a very real issue and people need to be aware of it. Um because we have a situation that for our personal family is actually still very very fresh in our minds. We did go ahead and take out some portions of this interview just to protect the privacy of Bradley's family. And we went and continued talking about instances of inappropriate behavior in youth that he's had to deal with. And we talk a little bit about that. And then we also talk a little bit, a little bit, blah, 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 blah. we go back into talking about experiences with human trafficking here in the States and in the mission field in Asia. So we go to a very, very, very good church. I mean, our pastors are, are excellent pastors. They treat, teach the word of God. And they preach the word of God, and they preach it very strongly, and they talk about and and have done the biblical method of church discipline, which is you you go if you see a brother in error, you go and you confront him, and if he won't receive you, then you take two or three witnesses with you and you confront him, mm-hmm. and if he still mm-hmm. won't receive you, then you take him before the elders, yeah, the pastors, and and you you confront him. And then if they won't, they still won't repent. Then you remove them. And we've done this. We had um, a young man that was having an affair on his wife, and he was he was uh, um, pretty consistently into porn on his phone. We had another young man that was that was um, um, sexting young ladies in the in and stuff, and he was underage girls, and he was overage. And um, both of those men got removed, and we we notified churches in the area. We notified you know everybody that we could notify. Uh, you are not to. Um, we're warning you: do not yeah. put this. The especially the one young man that that was sexting young underage girls. He had actually been in uh, a leadership position oh, in youth. And and we we notified other churches and one of the other churches in the area said, Well, we don't we don't care about that. We'll put him on staff working with youth. Hmm. No joke, literally. Oh my gosh. And, and they had and they had copies of the pictures. Oh my goodness. And they still put him on staff. Please take this from somebody that does deals with this stuff on a daily basis. Please. 
I mean, if you do a Google Alerts, this will shock you. Just sign up for Google Alerts sometime and start typing in or type in a search term of either human trafficking or sex trafficking. You mm-hmm. will get notifications daily. Oh, I bet. I, I you will get notifications daily. Yeah. There was just one of those Google Alerts came through. I think it was today that there was two girls. Um, I want to say they were out east someplace. One was 19 and one was 21. And they mm. were arrested not for not for being trafficked, but for being the traffickers. Wow. A 19 and 21-year-old girl were arrested ah. for being traffickers. Wow. Were they I'm were like, they trafficked themselves? Were they trying to, I, to get more girls or or uh, I don't know. They were trafficking wow. girls. Yeah. Oh man, it's yeah. in this day it's, and age, it's it's, it's incredible. Uh, it's a really it's a mind-boggling that I don't even want to think about. But even in the day of the internet, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that was something else. The documentary I saw of that someone, some girl, had asked for a ride. It was, or no, it was someone that she was. That's what they, they apparently they do now. They get on the Tinder or the whatever mm-hmm. dating site. They talk to the girl. Mm-hmm. They make you think that they like you. We're we're mm-hmm. a thing. When they meet in person, boom, they're trafficked, and it's not what they thought. And it's it's crazy that yeah. people would spend their time and efforts to do such a thing. I guess it's right. four uh, four million people a year. Four million people a year, and one million a, uh, one million children a year are trafficked. Yeah, that's terrible. That four million, one million. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's 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 awful. Yeah, but we can't. You know, we 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 can't do anything by not. It's only when we acknowledge the problem, and it's only when we start looking at it that we can mm-hmm. actually do something. Yeah, you know, and yeah. when we start when we start putting our efforts together that then we can start making the changes and stuff. And, and uh, there's a lot of good groups out there. There's a lot of groups that I think don't go far enough. Um, they, um, excuse me, they, um, you know, they rescue the girls and then send them back to wherever they came from. And, and you're just, oh, yeah. most of the time you're sending them back to get trafficked again. So, yeah, if you're not I giving them a, a, a way to change their lifestyle, this is it, probably mm-hmm. the only thing they know. Um, right. You know, depending on how old they are, how old they were when they got trafficked, it's like, this is all mm-hmm. I really know. I don't know where right. my family is. I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. There was there was a there was an article I was reading where this this person was, who, whoever wrote the article, and I don't remember if it was a guy or a lady or whatever, but they were talking about that they had helped rescue a girl and tried to get her the services and stuff that she needed and, and into halfway houses and stuff and, and whatnot and, and wasn't able to, to really get very far here in the States. Mm-hmm. And finally the girl just goes, you know what, forget it. I'm just going to go back to my pimp because at least I had a roof over my head. Oh yeah. That's, I mean, that's it's sad. Just, you know, yeah. so there's, there's a lot of things that we can do. And I think that Andrew's model of the way they do it is, I, I, I've gotten to know Andrew the last number of years, three, four years since he's been coming to our church and I guess four years, five years, whatever it's been now. And, um, I guess I never answered, finished answering that question, but, um, but, uh, um, (laughs) you know, his, his method of operation is so, 
the way they do the rehab work is so spectacular that they're having the results, a long-term results. And, yeah. you know, so, so anyway. <clears throat> yeah. So. It really is happening everywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. under the noses, we don't even realize, uh, you know, it, like you, the reason that this kind of brought to my attention was a lot of my friends on Facebook are sharing the hype is what I'm calling it mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. whatever is going on in the Hollywood and mm-hmm. elites and whatever it mm-hmm. is. It, I choose to mm-hmm. ignore it be, because it could, it could all be fake. It could all be real, mm-hmm. but we've got people in, for example, in Asia, girls in Asia who are going through it for real. And, right. and and so then I look up, um, I think I got on YouTube just to look up like some documentaries on human trafficking and found a really neat one over a police department in, I think it was Arizona, where mm-hmm. they talk about how the Super Bowl came and mm-hmm. people Huge. who are in human trafficking will go to big events mm-hmm. and they will find people who are traveling who are not from that town, mm-hmm. take them grab them whatever it is they get to however they get them in there take them to another town and it's done they're in they're they're trafficked they are uh, you know and you were just there to see the super bowl or whatever and and so that you know they talked about how what they're doing now is they've changed their policy instead of arresting the girls like they they've Mm -hmm. trained on how to cite girls working girls Mm -hmm. on the streets and they go and they find them and they're like, hey, you're not under arrest. We're not arresting you for, the, for like, prostitution or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to get to your, whoever yeah. is you're answering to. And I thought that was really a, a good move, you know. And, but it mm-hmm. really got me thinking that this, this just happens way more than we realize. And it's really sad. And, and like you were saying, you know, it's even, even worse when you've got it happening at that young um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't imagine what that's like for you. You're like, this only happened Monday, so you know mm-hmm. hopefully this i pray that 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 this uh, has a good turnout as far as uh, him I do. um yeah. i don't want to say recovery but uh, the boy learning you know understanding his wrong and 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 learning from it but um well and, and that's the thing you know and that's the thing that we talk about on the liberty unveiled podcast is you know this is such a dark 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 subject and i get that yeah but we the thing that we want people to understand is Yes, it's a dark subject. Yes, a lot of us have gone through it. Yes, yes, yes. I understand that. But there's hope. There's healing. There's restoration. Yep. There is there is a future. It is not the end. It, is, it can very much be a beginning. And, and one of the stories that I want to share before we, we um, do whatever here is, you know, one of the stories that I absolutely love that I found out about last year from Andrew uh, or last summer from Andrew is uh, one of the girls graduated our, our program. She was the girl that was, she was illiterate when she came to us. She, um, she won't talk about her parents. She won't talk about how she came to be trafficked. She won't talk about mm-hmm. what happened to her while she was trafficked. She's like, I, it's done. It's over with. I yeah. don't want to go back there. I don't yeah. want to think about it. It's done. It's over with. I want to move on with my life. She became a Christian she is walking in the wholeness and the healing and the faith and the, and the salvation of Christ. Yeah. But more than that, she learned to read and write. She learned how to do her math. She learned all these things. She learned how to budget. She passed her high, all of her high school classes. She passed 
her insurance uh, classes, and now she's a licensed and she passed her insurance boards, and now she's a licensed insurance agent and lives oh, on her wow. own. Wow, that's so awesome! So to go from a yeah to go from a trafficked, uh, abused, forgotten about girl yeah. to and now she has her own. She's a licensed insurance agent, lives on her own, is in her own place. You know, think about the damage that she's going to be able to do with the testimony that's in her mouth. Mm-hmm. That she's going to be able to share into that country that yeah. is very dark, and and persecuting Christians on a daily basis. Um, you know that's the beauty of it is, is it's not over. Yeah. You know, this best friend of mine that I was talking about, he was raped as a kid. Uh, he saw porn when he was ten and a half years old, and then he was raped by a male cousin and uh, multiple times over over the years and stuff. And and he's recovered. He's he's healed. He's been delivered. He's, you know, he's happily married, has been for 20 some years or yeah. almost 20 years, um, whatever. And, and, and so, you know, there, there is healing and there is restoration. We just have to be strong enough to get past the ugly stuff and go, okay, the, the beginning does not determine my ending. And yep. we did a, a, a podcast on this, you know, just two weeks ago, Yeah, you know, and, and we were talking about slavery and slavery from the from the 16th, 17th, 1800s, or even before, uh, all the different countries that have have trafficked in people, uh, whether it be the 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 Ottoman Turks, whether it be the Muslims, whether it be you know North Africa, whether it be you know the Irish w- that were sold as slaves, whether it be you know the African slave trade, whether it be whatever, whether it be Asian slave trade, whether you know whatever it may be people can come out of the slavery sex slavery whatever it may be and they can they can rebuild their lives and they can have a future and a hope and yeah and and that's the thing that i i really want people to understand is yeah it's a dark subject but guess what the darker it is the sweeter the victories are and the more yeah. of a rejoicement they are oh yeah i i was just talking to a guy um last night um, about depression and and we were talking about darkness like that and how no matter what it is on depression addiction you know whatever mm-hmm. is the reason you're in it is is there's just no hope you've lost mm-hmm. hope and um, when he finally got back into uh, when he I'm sorry when he got saved it was from an attempt mm-hmm. he got saved from an attempted suicide um, God stopped him pretty much dead mm-hmm. in his tracks and and it was a really incredible story but it, we were talking about that exact thing of you feel like there's no hope and and there is for for both there's hope mm-hmm. for you to get a regular life back and there's hope for you to have better life to have life mm-hmm. abundance and mm-hmm. um that's really really good and i i love that that this that i found you um and the teshua tea company oh i meant to ask you that uh what is teshua <laughs> so okay so teshua is actually the hebrew word teshua. for yeah teshua and it's it's actually the hebrew word for deliverance oh, but here's something that's really okay. cool about it because if you type in teshua a lot of times you'll also see the word teshuva okay t-e-s-h-u uh u-v-a-h yeah um, teshuvah, teshuvah is the Hebrew word for repentance. Okay. 
So wow. if you if you take the Hebrew word teshuva, which is repentance, and you take out the V, you end up with teshuva, which is deliverance. So our our deliverance only comes through repentance. That is awesome. That is a, yeah. But oh man, that's so cool. So here's something that's a little flip your wig even further. So I sent teshuva because I wanted something that had that. Um, something that meant deliverance, but you start looking at Deliverance Tea Company, Liberty Tea Company, Freedom Tea Company, and some of those names were taken already. Um, there's a tea company in northern New England someplace that's like Liberty Tea or Freedom Tea or something. I don't remember. I think it's Liberty Tea. Um, but anyway, so I wanted something that had that kind of a um, a meaning, but mm -hmm. I wanted yeah. something that was a little bit more like what is this what's it mean and it kind of yeah. built the curiosity a little bit more and so I, I i typed in deliverance in other languages and and or deliverance in hebrew and it came up to shua huh. and so then i sent it to andrew and i said you know what do you think of this name and uh he sent me back a bunch of asian characters and i'm like okay i got nothing <laughs> what's, what's that mean yeah <laughs> and uh and then I looked over and he had, he had spelled it out phonetically. So the Asian character te means special shu, this Asian character for shu S H U mm -hmm. means, um, um, uh, tree. And the a H at the end of the word is the, the Asian character that is the emphasis at the end of a sentence. So the, the English word deliverance is Teshua no. in Hebrew and it's special tree with an emphasis at the end of a sentence. In, in this Asian oh language. And the that, funny part is, this, this is a ahead. communist country. Yeah. This is a communist country, and they don't even realize they have the gospel literally written into their language. The, Gosh, the, that's the, so cool. The word, the word for um, ship uh -huh. is, is in their calligraphy. If you break, on the, break down the calligraphy of the word ship, there's actually like three or four different calligraphy letters or words in that word that make up that word, but it's eight miles on a boat. It's say that again. Eight what? Eight. The number eight uh -huh. miles on a, and then the word for boat. So the word ship is made up of eight, or the symbol for eight, the symbol for miles, and the symbol for boat. Huh. Wow. Shem, Ham, Noah, and Japheth on the boat. Oh yeah. The story of Noah's the story of Noah's Ark is written right there in the word ship. Oh my gosh. That's so crazy. The the word covet, the word covet, that symbol uh -huh. is made up of the symbols for um um mouth, woman, and garden. Oh, there you go. Wow, they it's, really it's they story. really do have it. It's the story of the Bible. And that's the, that's only the the like the two or three that I can remember. Yeah. <laughs> he went through like eight or nine of them and it's literally the gospel story literally written into their language. If you break down their some their symbols, uh-huh. It's it's all right there. You can literally preach the gospel just using their language. Just using their wow, the written out form of their language. That is so. That is really cool, as, <laughs> as, especially the the uh, Teshua. I'm, I'm not used mm -hmm. to putting the emphasis there. Teshua. Yeah. I, my first thought was uh, that's the is 
they the word for Jesus, uh, his, you know, Ish- Yeshua. Yep, yep. And so yep. I was like, I wonder if that's similar or. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but that's yep. interesting. That from our repentance, yep. we get deliverance from our repentance, mm-hmm. and in mm-hmm. that language, it's special tree. Oh gosh, yep. that yep. is really neat. Yep. Um, well, this has been really good. Um, thank you, Bradley, for joining me. Sure getting to talk with me and um i'm gonna be checking into the un what was it liberty unveiled podcast liberty unveiled podcast um and then and i will tell people too that when you see the first few episodes you'll see it'll come up teshua unveiled uh we went through a name change just because people didn't know what the word teshua meant so (laughs) i went with yeah went with liberty unveiled there you um, go. I was gonna, I was gonna do deliverance unveiled, but there's a, um, a guy out of New York that has a, a YouTube uh, channel, deliverance unveiled, and anyway, so I, yeah. I, I went with liberty unveiled, but um, or you can go to the Tishua Tea Company website, which is tishuatea.com, or I made it easy on people, deliverancetea.com. Got okay, yeah. So it's they're both the same website. Yep, deliverance it'll take you deliverance tea, redirects right to the to the um, Tishua Tea Company website. Well, there you go. Thanks again for joining me for this week's episode. This is the Grace and Full Podcast. My name is Nick. I really hope that you will check out the Tishua Tea Company, buy their teas, buy their coffee. I'm going to order some. I haven't yet, but I'm going to. Uh, as you heard. It is very high quality. I encourage everyone to go do it because, like he said, it's a high quality product, but it's also going to an amazing cause. I really admire the work of the missionary in Asia because this is such a popular topic in today's pop culture, and it's something that is happening so often that I think so many people don't even realize how serious it is. And so... If you like this, please give us a like and a follow and find us on Facebook, YouTube, whichever one it would be. Don't forget to subscribe to whatever it is that you listen to this podcast on so you can be alerted when we upload a new episode. We upload every week and we've got great content coming up. Got a lot of guests going to be on here and we're going to be continuing the mini series if you haven't heard the episode with Patrick Lewis from A Guy in His Bible. We're going to be talking about identity and grace and hope in Christ. We're going to be finding out what it means to have an identity through the veil or through the lenses of topics like depression and uh, self-worth and insecurities. So I really hope that you will uh, follow me subscribe or if you'd rather check us out on youtube facebook whichever one it be 